Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508. Or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Buckingham dishes it out to Gilliard. Long three. Good by Jacob Gilliard. There you go. He had his feet set that time, Bob. And it was easiest shot for Jake. Double figure game for Jacob Gilliard. His 10th of the year. He has 10 points. And the Spiders seesaw ahead. 48-46. We've had six lead changes. Gilliard from the left wing. Underneath the basket to Golden, who hangs in the air, rolls it in, and he's fouled. Another 20-point game for Grant Golden, his fifth of the year. Yeah, and I can't stress, again, I'm going to say it again and again against this zone. Any type of time you go against zone, penetration hurts it, and that back line on that baseline, you can cause damage if you get the ball on the baseline, and they did. Golden is really crushing them on that back end. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is the Spider Sports Line on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. This has become one of our favorite and most popular shows of the year, the Holiday Monday show of the Spider Sports Line. We are packed at Joe's in Bonaire. We've got some faces that we don't see on a regular basis because people are working can't necessarily get here and they have taken the opportunity to join us tonight and we greatly appreciate that and we welcome all of you whether you're in the restaurant here at Joe's in Bonaire or you're listening on 99.5-1027 ESPN ESPN 950 and com. great crowd in the house and again uh, plenty of great basketball action to talk about with Spider head coach Chris Mooney who joins us at the head table and our special player guest coming up here in a little bit our two most experienced, two most veteran Spider players, redshirt junior Quan Four and junior Julius Johnson, both of whom had really good games in this past week when the Spiders split a pair, losing that high-scoring game to Dayton, 87-81. Dayton went on to prove that was no fluke by scoring 106 on the Spiders' next opponent, just happens to be VCU. And then Richmond came back Saturday afternoon at the Robin Center and beat George Washington in a solid performance. 78-68. Let the applause die down before I welcome you to the show, Coach. How are you? Doing well, Bob. Thanks. How are you? Good. The uh, GW game, um, my perception of that would be it's about as close as the Spiders have come to a complete game this year at both ends of the floor, both offensively, 78 points, defensively, hold them to 68, 44% shooting from the field. What's the perception of you guys about the completeness of the GW game? Well, I agree, Bob. I think that's obviously something we haven't been uh, great at is a complete game. And I, uh, you know, I almost, as we evaluate a lot of the games afterward, we talk about good possessions and bad possessions. And so, um, you know, and if, if those are strung together in one way or another, that, that can help or hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I think in terms of the whole game, uh, we, we, we played pretty well. There was a stretch in the middle of the first half from about the 10-minute mark to the 6-minute mark where I thought we were we didn't play well. Now we, we had opportunities. I think we missed two dunks and two layups uh, in five possessions. They're supposed We're, to be high-percentage yeah. shots, Coach. So then, you know, maybe you're pull, you've, you've pulled away to a certain extent, but that we finished the half great. I thought we played a very good second half. Uh, and, you know, what our I thought our offense was, was good and aggressive. I thought our defense was, was more solid than it's been. And then I thought we made some of the big plays in terms of a loose ball, uh, a long rebound, uh, a run out off of something that we created and were able to score. So I do think that um, it was one of our most complete games for sure and, uh, and <clears throat> certainly good for the guys to, to have a win, uh, you know, to build confidence. To most observers, and certainly to Greg Beckwith and me, as we called the game, the offense looked as smooth and as fluid against zone defense as we have seen yet 
this year. Uh, baseline, in the middle of the lane, yeah. moving the ball. How come? Well, we've seen a lot of it, and I think our guys are getting more and more comfortable with it and confident against it. I thought we were uh, bad against St. Louis's zone uh, and, a, and a big reason we didn't win the game. I thought we were much better against Dayton's, and then we scored 81 points, and that wasn't the reason we lost the game. But and, and even though we didn't get many points in the paint, we also didn't convert a lot of our opportunities in the paint. I thought against uh, GW we were aggressive. Uh, you know, even the possessions that wound up with three-point attempts, which there were only 14, which is a good number, those possessions were because the ball went inside or there was a cutter or the ball was on the baseline and went back out. And those are, you know, the – the higher percentage shot, the more the uh, the better shot to take, uh, and I, th- I think it's just a matter of like everything with with our with our guys, you know, and you know there are things that we prepare for in games that uh, we prepare for both days in a breakdown. We prepare for in the scout. We talk about it on the on the chalkboard, and the first time we see it, we handle it the wrong way. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a matter of of really continuing to do it over and over. And so I think on a, on a larger scale, a zone. Um, you know, you want to be, you want to be, um, you want to, you don't want to be cautious, but you certainly don't want to be overly aggressive. And because they are letting you throw some passes around the perimeter, but when, when do you make that pass to the inside? And when does that guy cut and those kinds of things? And it's not, you know, man to man, you can manipulate the defense by your movement, a zone. They don't have to go with you. You know, they don't have to follow anybody. Um, and so I think that's something that really takes, uh, experience and 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 just having that opportunity to to touch the ball against the zone, be inside, you know, uh, where can I get the ball along the baseline? All those things really come into play, and it's a it's a bit of a building block as you as you go, and it, I don't think it can show up as as quickly as we all would want it. Defensively, Tuesday night against Dayton, you made the comment after the game that hey, we took a step back. We may even taken a major step back with Dayton scoring 87 points. How much of that was? technical that you corrected before gw how much of that was just you ran into a hot team i mean all kidding aside dayton proved it in their next game that it was no fluke they scored 106 in that 187 against us uh how do you kind of balance we got to correct these technical mistakes and hey we did run into a hot team right and i think uh you know in terms of i think they shot over 60 percent two games in a row i mean that that is really unheard of in conference play um well i i feel like if, if, if the team scores and it's a really good offensive play or a contested shot or even uh, because somebody helped, they got an open shot because of it, th- those you can tolerate. I think when the, when the possession starts and we get a little bit disjointed from the beginning uh, because of movement that we're prepared for, that, that's what's frustrating. And I think what happens then is, especially against our particular team, that becomes an easy basket. Even if, even if the movement didn't create it immediately that becomes an easy basket because we're not in the right positions then we start to look around then we might hang our head and then it becomes an easy basket and so uh you know however many points the other team scores is sometimes a result of of good offensive players a good system and all those things but we, we were we were especially in the first half out of position too soon too early with without it being incredibly quick guard going by and forcing the defense to break down the movement that we had prepared for was making us break down and so that that i think was what i was more frustrated with uh and the fact that you know when you one of the positives when you play against a zone defense is the game isn't quite as tiring you don't have to move quite as much on offense naturally and so our energy was fine and high and and i just don't think we capitalized with a little bit extra energy on the defensive end. 521-8501 if you'd like to join the conversation as we talk Spider and college basketball. Those numbers are open throughout the show, even when our player guests are up here. If you've got questions for them, they'll be glad to entertain them and for Coach Mooney as well. 521-8501. We will get to Ivan, our traditional first caller here in just a couple of moments, but you alluded to conference play, and you actually made this comment to me somewhere along the way when you were comparing overall stats to conference stats. We're now at five games, still not a large sample size, but it's starting to get there, and they are the five most recent games. Right. And I got them both up on the computer screen, Chris, and there's, there's no comparison between the conference stats and the non-conference yeah. stats. They have gotten significantly better. 
in conference play. How much are you looking at that? How much of that are you looking at that because it is conference? And how much are you looking at that because it is the most recent games and you're getting better as you move along? Yeah, exactly. I would say I would say that the, the last one most is is that where our you know our non-conference stats are there are a lot of you know ones that should be uh, redacted. You know they're covered. Redacted. Yeah, that's a good word. Oh, thanks, Danny. Uh, what does redacted mean? I don't know either. So <laughs> your dad, you know, he used a, a big word there. Uh, but in conference, they're much more. You know they're much more um, tolerable and 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 getting better. I mean, getting better. They're they're you know we've we've had uh, possessions where you know we we make it really difficult. You know the possession that comes to mind is when Grant blocked uh, Watanabe's shot. There's five seconds on the shot clock. A jump ball is called. There are more possessions like that. Possessions that come down late, even when they score, but it's under five on the shot clock. Possessions where we can concentrate the whole time. Um, you know, uh, we've rebounded much better. You know, all, all of those things are 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 the product, of, you know, of today's practice. You know, all the things that you don't see, and um, so hopefully that 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 trend can continue. And uh, you know, as a result, we're shooting the ball better, and we're shooting the ball from three point range better. And hopefully, uh, as, again, as we just keep moving on here and. Uh, and getting more and more experienced, we, we can improve those stats and, and improve our record. Is there one of those stats or a couple of those stats that is most encouraging to you as you look at the improvement, whether it's field goal percentage, which the Spiders have led the A-10 the last two years and it's bumped up, or field goal percentage defense, or even free throw shooting, which is now up to 71%, which is pretty good in conference games. Is there one of those that's more encouraging than, than any of the others? Well, you know, the first two that I always look at are, are field goal percentage and field goal percentage defense. And uh, not n- no stats are exactly tell the whole story, but those I think are, are pretty critical. And so, you know, if you can make a, a majority of your shots or a high, high percentage of your shots, that's good and limit your opponent. Uh, and then, of course, um, I, I think that, uh, you know, when we have that, then we always look at assisted turnovers and more turnovers, really. Uh, and that number has been for us, not as consistent. You know, I'd like to think it's usually consistently low. Uh, this year, it hasn't been as nearly as consistent, but it's it's getting it's getting better. And um, you know, at the end of the GW game, we had two turnovers, and the game is kind of a little bit sloppy. And you know, I don't care about the stats, but you know, you would think the guys would care about having a turnover there and just making sure that we we finish the game cleanly. Again, I think that's what comes with a little bit of time and correction and coaching and those kinds of things and um hopefully hopefully those get better but i would say that the the percentages on offense and defense um you know how many times you're going to the free throw line Mm -hmm. is really good you know we had teams when when cedric Lindsay was here we really went to the free throw line a lot that's a lot based on your personnel but can you get to the free throw line especially can you get there more than your opponents are getting there i think that's something that's important so all those are in a positive trend. Good analysis, good crunching of the numbers on the Spider stat sheet overall and conference as well. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll talk with Ivan, then a break, and then we'll get back with our middle segments of the Spider Sports Line coming up for this Monday night. Again, appreciate everybody who's here and tuned in as well. And you as well, Ivan. You're up with Coach Mooney. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. How are you both doing tonight? Doing well, Ivan. Thanks. How are you? Great. Well, first, congratulations on a fantastic team victory this over GW, I think <clears throat> I think Sandy's game was a coming of age for your players, and uh, by that I mean I think they finally are meshing into the unit you always knew they would be, and if they can continue to play this well against you know like VCU and uh, Duquesne and LaFound and Davidson, you know, in the next four games, I think you have a Good, great shot at making some noise now in the conference, making a lot of noise in the conference before the season is over. Well, I, I appreciate it, Ivan. I, I do think that, um, you know, that's it's uh, there's definitely progress, and I, and I feel like, um, you know, Bob and I kind of always talk about progress on the stat sheet, and then progress just what you're what you're seeing and what we're feeling during the course of a practice or a game. And I think there's definitely progress. I, I, I feel like, um, you know. Uh, Grant is is I think emerging as someone who we can see is going to be one of the one of the great players that we've had and uh, Jacob I think is is uh, you know is doing a ton for someone's being asked to do so much as a young player and you know I, I feel like there there's really really solid progress and um, 
I think what's hard is that there's there's so much more that we need to do and so much you know further that we need to get to and you know our scouting reports aren't as in depth as I'd like them to be because of of how much we feel like we can handle but we want to get to that point and so we need to keep pushing our guys without them losing confidence or without them becoming frustrated and being able to concentrate on the task at hand so I appreciate it and I, and I think that um, you know we had a we had a good practice today and that's it, that's the most important thing for us is how, how do we how are we going to practice today? How are we going to practice tomorrow? Um, because it's it's not a given that it's that it's going to be good, you know. And we need to be out there and really working and talking and uh, getting our guys to execute. So I thought today was really good, and hopefully tomorrow we know it'll be a huge test on Wednesday. So I I, I agree that I'm, we're seeing progress, and just want to make sure we can continue uh, positive steps as we go. Well, <clears throat> now you're going into uh, a real cesspool when you go into. VC to play the Rams. They're, they're, they're coming off a 27-point loss. What are you going to do to take them out of their game come Wednesday night? Ivan, wait a Hold minute. A you, did, you didn't really mean that, did you? Come on. I'll never tell. Oh. If John O'Connor's listening. <laughs> Ivan, I you're going to make say, headlines yeah, for all that, the wrong either, reasons. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, I probably will be, but it won't be the first. <laughs> We're going into a beehive, maybe. Yeah, that's right. for sure, but. Anyway, well, no, it's a great atmosphere for basketball, and it's you know it's extra special with the rivalry uh, that we have, and uh, I'm sure that that they'll they'll be really ready, and that they feed off of that energy, and it's been a team that has played extremely well at home, you know, for a long time, Bob, certainly for since I've been here, and very talented guys. So um, I think the biggest thing is just poise, um, you know, when you're playing, and. You know, you get poised from a variety of different ways. You, you get poised from, from your teammates, you know, talking to you, from your, uh, you know, your guy on the bench reassuring you, um, being calm when you play. I mean, those, those are things that are really, really important in, in an environment like this against a team this talented. And um, I, I feel like um, the guys are getting better at that. You know, I, I think too often we have a tendency to make one mistake lead to the next, and I think we're – we're trying to nip that in the bud and working hard hard at that every day, um, and hopefully we'll, we'll we'll be able to see even more progress uh, in a really challenging environment. Well, good luck, Coach. I hope you can have some big team victories this week. Thanks, Ivan. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ivan. Hey, you mentioned John O'Connor. Speaking of which, he kind of uh, uh, dug out his story that he wrote when Mike was hired at VCU and just how close you are with Mike yeah. Rhodes. Maybe speak about that for just a moment. I was going to save it towards the end of the show, but since that kind of popped into my head before Julius and Quan come up here, just kind of what that does for the two of you as the yeah. rivalry exists and your relationship. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's interesting to have to be uh, close friends with, with um, the VCU coach. I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I think uh, Jeff Capel, Anthony Grant, Shaka, Smart, Will is a fifth VCU coach, and uh, you know Mike and I have known each other since we were in high school, and and in Philadelphia play in the Sunny Hill League, and Mike's not from Philadelphia, but we had played in a couple of tournaments together, and we're the same age, uh, and he went on to have a, a tremendous career at Lebanon Valley, and uh, then we were both D three coaches. He was a D three assistant at Randolph Macon, and I was a high school coach, then a D three head coach, and we always stayed in touch. And in fact, when I got the job at the Air Force Academy, I brought Mike out to interview to be an assistant at the Air Force Academy. I knew I was going to hire Kevin McGeehan, but I thought we were going to have another opening, so I brought Mike out and um, spent spent a couple days then. And then when I got here, not knowing what was going to happen, you know, with, with everybody on the staff and the people coming from Air Force, we had talked again. And so, you know, I've really known him and admired how, how he does everything and then hired Jamal Brunt on his recommendation and so we're we're very close and have you know have talked this year and I mean it's really strange but I mean I think the world of him and and I think that the way he does things is is exactly right and um you know what what he's been able to do in his career uh you know cuz he's a D3 player and then a, a D3 coach and that doesn't always you know there's no one path to take but that doesn't always work out and to to put himself in the position he has is a credit to his ability and, and his work ethic. And, um, you know, we know the family well, and, and uh, I really do think the world of him. 
Another reason this is such a, a great matchup when the teams from the city of Richmond get together, the first of which is Wednesday night at the Siegel Center at 7 o'clock in the Lumber Liquidators Capital City Classic. We will talk about that rivalry and much more of Spider Basketball with our special player guests, Quan Four and Julius Johnson. They'll join us after this timeout. From Joe's Inn Bonaire, it's the Spider Sports Line on 99.5-1027 ESPN 950 and the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. People's Golf Cars is proud to supply club golf cars to Richmond Spiders Athletics. For over 25 years, Peebles has had the largest selection of gas and electric golf cars and utility vehicles in the Mid-Atlantic. Whether your needs are on campus or across the state, we offer leasing, sales, rentals, and service. Our club car factory trained technicians can service any brand at your location or ours. Visit us in Richmond, Chesapeake, or the Outer Banks or online at peeblesgolfcars.com. Like us on Facebook for $100 off your next golf car purchase. Peebles Golf Cars, 262-0778. Go Spiders. You've heard that Lux Chevrolet is more than 100 years old. Now help Lux celebrate 100 years of Chevy trucks. From the midsize Colorado with a new diesel engine to the Silverado HD, Lux has a truck for your lifestyle. Lux also has an experienced sales staff to help your company with commercial truck needs, including service bodies, KUV vans, and other body applications. Call 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com and buy your next truck from Lux. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland. A young man named Buzz Grossberg had just opened his first barbecue stand in 1992. Buzz had spent a decade touring the South collecting barbecue recipes that had been handed down for generations and learning the art of barbecuing from his old friend Ned. 25 years later, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue has been named Best in Richmond, known throughout the Southern states, and featured nationally on the Food Network and Travel Channel. Treat yourself to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue today, 1119 North Boulevard, or 8205 West Broad Street. Computer, execute 12.4p operation. Optimizing algorithm. Running encryption packet alpha. Night, night. Oh, I don't feel so good. What? What is it, computer? Is it hot in here? It feels hot in here? I feel a little clammy. I should lie down or something. A computer with a virus? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. Those oysters Rockefeller were a mistake. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wing Zone presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Every Saturday morning starting at 11 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Buckingham into a wide open Julius Johnson from the right corner swishes his third three ball of the first half and cuts the lead to three. And gets the crowd into the game. Golden tips the ball to Quan Four. Four drives it to the offensive end to the goal with the finger roll layup. Counted and one by Quan Four. Love the attack by Quan Four that time. There's no doubt he was going to the bucket after he got that ball right around half court. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line from a jam-packed Joe's in Bon Air. In the Buford Road Shopping Center. Yeah, give yourselves a round of applause. Appreciate you being here. I know that means you got to stop eating for a second or two, but uh, we do appreciate you being here, not only this week, but each and every week, but uh, really an overflow crowd for us tonight, and we're very appreciative of that. We're also very thankful to have our two special player guests, as I mentioned at the outset, our two most experienced Richmond Spiders. On my left, Julius Johnson, and on my far right, Quan Four. Quan Redshirt Jr., Julius, a true junior, and we welcome both of them to the program. So, Quan, let me start with you. And Greg Beckwith in that highlight just a moment ago of one of your layups talked about how much he loves when he sees you being aggressive offensively. Uh, you've been scoring a lot more of late, I think double figure seven of the last eight games. How much of that is in your mind that one of the things you do best is be aggressive attacking the rim? Uh, could you repeat that, please? How much is it in your mind that you are aggressive offensively, that that's one of the things you do the best? Uh it's in it's in my brain a lot more uh, during this uh, half of the season, just because everybody's uh, skill level just has to come up, just from you know experience and experience and practice and just learning throughout the season. So I try not to force anything and just kind of let it show up, but still like 
try things out and be aggressive. Well, what is the fine line there for you between, uh-oh, I might have forced that one and somebody might be giving you an evil eye and that you're just being aggressive? Is that a kind of feel-it-out process for you? How do you go about that? Uh, just just going out there and play, letting it show up, uh, trying to get in transition. That's where I think I'm best at, and like the rest of my game will show up. The other part of your game that's always been good has been defensively. Uh, why has this year's defense gotten significantly better, really, in the last five games, or at least four of the last five games? What's what's kind of clicked with you guys defensively? Just uh, better communication and uh, a little more grit on D. So that's something that we always needed to work on was communication and just more effort. You can always get more effort. Chris, I think those are two words that you have used over and over again, and that's communication. And then the word I think I've heard you use more this year than in the past is grit yeah. in describing the team and the approach to defense. Yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, communicating on defense is, is not, not easy. I, I think uh, every coach I hear complains about that. Uh, and our defense really uh, really depends on a lot of communication. You know, there are a lot of things that, you know, a little bit less so in man-to-man, but we're always, you know, trying to talk on D, and it's it's a hard one to do, especially when you're young. You know, you're trying to worry about what what you have to do and who you're guarding and the scouting report on that particular guy, and then, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is help everybody and, and communicating. So we're, we're better at that. We're better at that. Um, and then the, in terms of the grit, I think that's something that, you know, we're still, we're still working on. I think it has shown up in more possessions, mm-hmm. uh, especially recently. We certainly had a long way to go from the beginning of the year, but it has shown up a lot more, and um, hopefully it can continue to show up because, you know, that, that really is defense. Again, we're, we're at a level of play where you could play good defense and the other team still scores, and part of grit is, you know, digging in the next time and not worrying about that, and when they don't, having, having the alertness and anticipation to, to get the loose ball or the rebound or the steal, and uh, I think that has, that has really improved, but we still have a little bit of ways to go. All right. On the other side, Julius Johnson, you're coming off of the bench, and you poured in a career-high 17 on a career-high five three-pointers Tuesday night against Dayton. But we've also described you as an energy guy. So what's your approach seeing the game for a few minutes and then coming in off of the bench? Um, well, I try to go in the game and give us um, a spark off the bench because, like, sometimes we may start off a game slow or, you know, stuff like that. So I try to come off and – just get as much energy as I can, which is like what it calls like diving on the floor or taking a charge. Uh, coach uh, tells me every time before I go in, try to go get the first rebound. So just small things like that. Now that said, it's got to be a lot more fun draining three pointers from 20 feet away than it is taking a charge. Yeah. What would it feel? What did it feel like Tuesday when you knocked down the first couple? I mean, do you get into kind of a, a, a shooter's rhythm? Right. Yeah. Um, and then. My teammates were encouraging. My coaches were encouraging. So it gave me even more confidence to take the next shot. Do you really need to be encouraged to shoot? Uh, Come on uh, now. <laughs> I wouldn't. Nah. Really. <laughs> nah. Uh, and you probably don't want him to need encouragement to shoot, do you, Chris? I mean, that's one of the reasons you brought him here. Yeah. It's because he can shoot the basketball, right? He's a shooter, and he also has a great sense and feel for the game, which is which is really important as you as you get up uh, this, to this level of, of basketball in the Atlantic 10 and how good everybody is, how you can find your shot. So yeah, we want we want Julius to be to be shooting and to be in the right spots, which he which he always is. And um, you know, I, to be honest, I think he needs to play more. I mean, I need, I need to have him in there more. And uh, you know, of course, we're not we're not the biggest team in the world, and so uh, but we need to have him in there more. I thought against um, G. I thought Dayton obviously had a great statistical game, but against GW. Uh, you know, he made a couple of really big plays. Uh, Gilliard's three in the corner was off the, of a really nice pass from um, from Julius. And then the two breakaways, one was Quan, I think one was Jacob. I think he made both of those play ha- plays happen on the defensive end and the outlet. So um, he's he's been he's been terrific, and and we really need to capitalize on his contribution more. Hey, let me go back and talk a little more defense with both of you guys. And actually, had one of our Spider fans came up and asked me before the show if I could ask it, if I could get Greg Beckwith on, because apparently Greg all of a sudden is a big expert on defense. I'm not sure that's really the case. And I said, you know what, I'm going to ask these guys because they've been through it recently. The transition to defense from high school to college. Think back, guys. I know you're 
both in your junior year, you're in your redshirt junior year, and just how demanding and difficult it was and, and what it took to kind of grasp what you really had to do to be a good defensive player. Can you remember that far back, Quan, and, and what it was like? Yeah, um, the skill level is a lot higher, and you just got to be locked in, whether you're guarding, guarding on ball or off ball, and just ready to compete at all, at all times because it's like almost every player is aggressive. So just staying locked in. How much was defense emphasized in your high school years compared to what it is at college? Uh, not much. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think it, it had to be, just, you know. Was it kind of a rude awakening when you got to college and all of a sudden all this time was being spent on defense and a different kind of defense, obviously, that we play? Yeah, um, yeah it was at first. Uh, but, like, having Kendall and all the other, guy, other guards here to, like, help me out and just to watch them handle it helped a lot. Julius, how about for you coming from high school to college to, to grasp not only the general principle of you got to dig in to play defense, but the way the Richmond Spiders play defense? Uh, I mean, it's tough. I mean, because in high school, honestly, I didn't play that much defense. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think you're the first kid to say that either coming out of high school. Chris, how much defense did you play in high school? Not very little. Okay, all right, just checking. Go ahead, JJ. But, uh, um, yeah, it's definitely different. Um, you have to guard guys who, like Quan, for instance, guarding him in practice. He's one of the fastest kids, most athletic kid I've ever seen. And, like, guarding people like that where in high school, like, I'm one of the bigger kids. You know, it's a lot easier. And um, every spot matters. So, like, every spot on the floor you have to lock in and pay attention to. And if, if you miss it, then it's a bucket on the other end. Chris, I know this is hard to swallow, but could that be one of the reasons the defense is getting better now? I mean, you've got so many, you know, you've got two freshmen playing, two sophomores who have been through it for a year, but just a year. So that's, you know, four-fifths of your starting lineup is in their first two years of really embracing what you like to do defensively. Yeah, that, that certainly is a challenge. No matter what defense you play, that's, that's going to be hard. And I, I think also, you know, these guys talked about high school defense. I think, like, you know, these guys both had great high school coaches. I mean, really, really successful, terrific high school coaches. Uh, but a, a big part of the time is, you know, Quan's team's in Huntsville, Alabama, and they have three or four Division One players on their team, and nobody else has a Division One player for miles and miles. And then Julius goes to a high school that has had probably 20 Division One players in the last 10 years. And so you're, <clears throat> you, the effort you have to put forth to get a result is much lower. And so, uh, you know, you don't know that you're not – playing defense in high school you think you are but the effort doesn't have to be that great for you to overwhelm your opponent especially when you have the depth of talent that these guys have on their team so there's there's just so much to learn just positioning um effort and then you get into these things where well we're going to guard this this way today mm-hmm. or against this opponent we're going to guard it that way against the next opponent those are really really significantly challenging things for young players to pick up Speaking of young players, I was speaking with Jacob Gilliard the other day, and we got onto the topic of defense and his steals and how he's playing defense, and he gave me an answer that I loved, and you guys can, can kind of expound upon it. Defense is about being personal. It's a personal thing that you don't want your guy to score. Defense is personal to me. Does that resonate with you guys, Julius? Yes, uh, um Coach Lewis says that all the time. Oh, that's right. He says, Jake got it. Yeah, he says it all the time. Um, just just not letting your guy score on you. It's kind of like, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but you feel a type of way like when uh, someone just comes down and score on you and they may have a little something to say after they score. So, you, you know, so you take it personal. How about it, Quan? Personal? Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially after talks with uh, Coach Lewis. Uh, almost every practice. <laughs> just saying, uh, just being prideful about it, not letting them uh, take advantage of like you on defense and stuff like that. So, and do you think, Chris, that's where that's coming from? From a freshman like Jacob Gilliard, who obviously has a great skill in stealing the ball, whether he's taking it personal yeah. or not. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like um, you know that that is a part of it. I think when we've, uh, we, you know, we've had great defensive teams here. And still the hardest part was guarding your man one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to guard the, a live dribble or a guy who's committed to trying to score. And, you know, we've had our best defenses. We've kind of handled the patterns and the tricks and the, and the screens and all those things. But it comes down to just guarding your man trying to score. Uh, that's, 
extremely hard. And so that's why the, you need the most pride to give you the most effort to go into that situation. And, um, you know, when you're playing against guys who are fast and can shoot and uh, there's five of them on the floor, that, that's hard. And, and locking in and trying to guard your man one-on-one is really, really tough. And, you know, we're, we're getting better at it. But, you know, we're, it's, it's, um, it's something that you're always trying to get better at and always trying to figure out things you can do to make yourself better at guarding your man. More with Quan Four and Julius Johnson as we move into the second half hour of tonight's Spider Sports Line from Joe's in Bonaire. Back after these messages. 99.5-1027 ESPN, ESPN950, RichmondSpiders.com, and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Right now, if you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit vabirthfatherregistry.com. That's vabirthfatherregistry.com. Fourteen teams come to compete, but only one will win the crown. The heart of the nation will host the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship at Capital One Arena in March of 2018. Five days of nonstop basketball action. There can only be one champion. Don't miss this major college championship at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., March 7th through 11th, 2018. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Are you behind on your taxes? The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote at 800-418-0534. 800-418-0534. I want Wing Zone. Tired of the same old takeout? Want something hot, juicy, crispy, and delicious? You need Wing Zone. Whether you're sitting down to watch a game or going out for hot, juicy wings and a cold beer, Wing Zone has what you need. Award winning sauces on hot, crispy wings. Dine in, carry out, or delivery. Call 553 1515. That's 553 1515 or order online at wingzone.com. When you think wings, think Wing Zone. I want Wing Zone's Wang. Your courtside seat for Richmond Spiders basketball. Brought to you in part by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. A 99.5 ESPN. It's Spider basketball and dinner at Joe's in Bonaire. 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Buckingham snatches the rebound and throws it out to Quad four and four throws it down with two hands. Kick and go. Great rebound by Buck. The run out by Quad four and a slam dunk to punctuate that play. Quad finished with 11 points in that game against GW Saturday, all in the second half. And ho hum, Quad, just another great game for you against George Washington. Your career high came against GW. You had a couple of spectacular highlight reel dunks at GW against them. You had the steal at the end of the game in the A-10 tournament last year to to clinch the victory for the Spiders. Uh, What is it about seeing that George Washington name on the front of those jerseys? Uh, I don't know. It may be the design of them. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything to that? Is there a reason why you might play and Julius, think of the answer because I ask you the same thing. Is there is there a reason why you might consistently play that well against one team? Why are you picking on them? Um, I don't know. It's something that I definitely thought about, but it it just happens to show up uh, every game against them. So. Julius, is there the same thing for you? Do you find that there could be an opponent along the way? And you're now, you know, a junior. You know these teams, particularly the A10 teams, that you feel more comfortable with. Um, honestly, I don't even think about it, but I feel like. My guess, my best game so far have been against Fordham, and I don't know why that is, but I guess it's something about their defense. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> did you have a team when you were playing, Chris, an Ivy League team that maybe you always did well against and, and really didn't know why that was? It's been a long time now, Bob. Um, you know, I would probably say uh, 
you know, Harvard was when when I when I played Harvard was the most athletic team, or Penn and Harvard are probably the most athletic teams, and uh, I had a, I had I did decently well I think against Harvard, uh, but I, I don't know I don't know necessarily as much. I mean, I think part part of Quan's is probably, you know, he, or his when he was young, his the speed advantage that he had probably was so so obvious, and uh, thought they've always had a hard time keeping them in front of him, and uh, I would think Julius, you know, like a a guy who has a sh- is a shooter and a good feel for the game against Fordham because they do some you know their their defense can be a little bit crazy, you know being in the right spot and making quick decisions is good, uh, but I, I think it, you know as soon as you start to think about that you don't play well against that team so I think it's better to to try not to focus too much on it. Hey, Quan, coach said when you were young, that means you're old now. Well, How yeah, do you yeah. feel about that? He's older, so. <laughs> <laughs> and wiser, you better say, real oh, quick. Yeah, yeah, real, real, real quick. Um, because you guys are the most experienced, the most veteran guys, what has it been like through the stretch of the beginning of the season? Obviously not as many wins as any of us would have liked, and, and I'm around you guys a lot, travel with you. I haven't seen you know any negativity, still seem to have the confidence, the positivity. Uh, the locker room hasn't been lost, it doesn't seem. How has that how has that kind of unfolded, Quan? Because obviously you want to win more games. Yeah, um, it's, it's been tough, but, you know, none of us, we're all, we're all close and we won't give up on each other. And we all talked and, like, we talked the day before a game and lost and played bad. And we just kept on doing that and we just, like, consistently gotten better. So we're, we're not going to give up on each other. Julius, what, what have you tried to add from your perspective being a – Great answer, Quan. Being a, being a third-year guy, I've uh, been through a couple of good winning seasons, 22 wins last year, and now you're where you're at. What's the experience that you can you can lend to some of the younger guys through this? Um, just to take it day by day uh, and game by game and not to get down on itself. Um, a couple people had some bad games, and we had a teen bad game. But just to try to talk to them and tell them that, I mean, it's all right, you know, um, to stay positive. Uh, the more we get down on ourselves, it just goes downhill from there. So just stay positive, and we just take it game by game. What, if anything, are you telling the guys about the next game, about the VCU rivalry? Um, obviously, you got a couple of freshmen in the starting lineup. Grant was here last year but didn't play in those games. Uh, DeMonte and Nick are local guys. They understand the rivalry, but they've only played in you know the games last year. What's, what's kind of the – the look ahead here to VCU on Wednesday night, Joyce. Um, that is going to be crazy. I mean, the atmosphere is tremendous, um, and that guys are going to push you around a little bit. You know, just just to stay focused, um, uh, focus on what we have uh, planned, and just to go off that. Quan, how about from your perspective? Uh, let's be honest. You've had better games against George Washington than you have against VCU. What will be your mindset going into those games? Uh, just trying to cheer it just like any other game, uh, but maybe a little more personal uh, just because it's like bragging rights for the city and all that. But just, yeah, basically just taking it, uh, just like any, treating it like any other game. I think we're hitting on a little bit of a theme here tonight, Chris. Take it personal. That's right. Maybe we'll put that on the on the poster behind us somewhere. How will you? What kind of message will you give to your team heading into to Wednesday beyond the X's and O's? Yeah, I, I think uh, mainly poise. Uh, you know, when bad plays happen during the course of a game, uh, not to not to get hung up on that. And runs happen by the home team in every game. It just more seems feels a little bit more dramatic. Uh, when the home team, when it's such a great home crowd, uh, just try to be as poised as possible. I think that um, you and I had talked when we went to Wake Forest. <clears throat> it was really not a great crowd and not a great atmosphere, but for so many of our guys, that was a first road game of their of their college careers. That it, it was a little bit overwhelming, even though it seemed to us that it was it wasn't much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this game, just to remind them to stay poised and. You know, huddle as much as you can, talk to each as much, uh, talk to each other as much as you can, and really try to limit one bad play leading to the next bad play, or a series of plays leading to an, the next series of bad plays. And uh, you know, we're we're trying to practice with in, intensity to prepare ourselves to make practice harder than the games. Uh, but you can't replicate, you know, that feeling you get when when you have a, a bad play that leads to a, a three point or a dunk. You can't really replicate that. So. Uh, just to be as poised as possible and have the older guys as much as they can talk to our guys, talk to our guys, keep ourselves as calm as we can.
Guys, is there much interaction between the, the, the two rosters, uh, non-basketball? I, I mean, Greg, Greg Beckwith, you know, he goes way back now. But he always talked about the fact that they hung out from time to time on the VCU campus or the guys from VCU would come over and, and play games with them in the summer, whatever. There was, there was a decent amount of interaction between the VCU guys and the Richmond guys. Is that still the case today or not? Well, not really. But one of my best friends plays for VCU now, Sean Mobley. Um, uh, he comes over sometimes and play the game and hang out sometimes, but other than that, no. It's it's different. Quan, any any interaction or or not? Even though we're only what six miles apart between the two schools. Yeah, um, over the years it hasn't been uh, much of that, but ever since uh, Julius's friend uh, gotten has gotten a VCU, he's came over and we've uh, kind of created a bond with him too. So. That's, that's kind of cool. Chris, their answer does not surprise me because I just think it's a changing of the times and a, and a different era yeah. than it was back in the, in the 80s or whatever. Well, I also, you know, I think one, one thing that contributed to that is um, the access that the coaches have with the players now has changed mm-hmm. it because it used to be that, you know, if guys were there in the summer, they would play, they might go down to VCU and play pickup or vice versa. You know, I think that happens all over the place and the Philly schools all, all play would play pickup down at the Palestra. <clears throat> but I think now we have the guys so much time. They're in school. They're lifting weights. They're, they have workouts. They're playing pickup on, on, our, on our gym. I don't think it happens quite as much because we, we're allowed to be involved so much more. I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. but uh, So, therefore, I think there's a little bit less basketball getting together than there used to be. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's wrap it up with uh, Julius Johnson, Quan Forum. We'll try and get them back again before, before the year is done. For sure. What are you guys looking forward to the rest of the way now? Conference play has started. Uh, you've, you've been improving. You're starting to see some results on the scoreboard. What's the next step for you guys through the rest of A-10 play, Quan? Uh, sticking together, winning more games, <laughs> and having fun while doing that. How do you expound upon that, uh, I Julius? Mean, I would say the same thing. Uh, definitely um, staying together. and um, We definitely need more wins. So. Hopefully it starts Wednesday night. Right. And enjoy the win over George Washington and now move ahead to the next one, which is VCU. Fellas, thanks so much for being with us tonight. We'll see you back here before the year is done. Julius Johnson, Quan Four from Joe's Inn, Bonaire, and the Buford Road Shopping Center. Final segment of the program coming up when we come back on 99.5-1027 ESPN plus ESPN 950 and our Spider IMG Sports Network powered by Ace Electric. Cap Center presents Teamwork Tips with Spiders men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. You can't play the same way against every team. You need to adapt to your opponent's style. Do they play zone, full court press, or just shoot threes? A customized game plan gives your team a better chance at victory when the final buzzer sounds. At Cap Center, teamwork is everything. We work with you to develop a customized game plan for buying, selling, or refinancing your home. Learn about our zero closing cost options at capcenter.com slash spiders. Prepaids and escrows not covered. NMLS ID 67717. NMLS Equal housing lender. At CarMax, you have the freedom to shop the way you want. Explore our vast selection of vehicles at your local store, either on your own or with one of our helpful sales associates, or visit CarMax.com and search our nationwide inventory from anywhere. It's the best of both worlds, like a cockapoo, part cocker spaniel, part poodle. And what's not to love about that? (laughs) So visit CarMax or CarMax.com and experience the cockapoo of car buying. CarMax, drive what's possible. After a record-breaking year at Diamonds Direct, we just want to say thank you for your support, your confidence, your trust. It's never something we take for granted, and we pledge to work even harder in the new year to exceed your expectations. And for 2018 at Diamonds Direct, we're expanding our selection once again with an even larger inventory of hand-picked diamonds. These are precious 100% natural stones created literally billions of years ago deep in the center of the earth. Real rare diamonds with lasting and proven value offered at the guaranteed best price in America. Plus, we've expanded our selection of -of one-of-a-kind designer jewelry, the latest fashion-forward pieces you won't find anywhere else. If you're getting engaged or celebrating a special anniversary this year, come let us share our passion for diamonds. Let us show you how to identify real value, and let us help you make the most of this remarkable moment in your life. Diamonds Direct, offering the unique blend of uncompromising luxury and unbeatable value. Come discover the remarkable combination for yourself. Short Pump, West Broad Village. 
Joe's in Bonaire is proud to support University of Richmond basketball. Join us every Monday evening at 5.30 for the live broadcast of the Spider Sports Line, the Richmond men's basketball radio show featuring head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Come early and visit Bonaire Provisions, supplying meat, seafood, game, growlers, and wine. Joe's in Bonaire and Bonaire Provisions are both located in the Bonaire Shopping Center at the corner of Buford Road and Forest Hill Avenue. Visit us on the web at joesinbonaire.com or bonaireprovisions.com. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist. Research alongside faculty and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. Getaway trip on your radar? Start your flight off on a high note at Richmond International Airport. Get a jump on your trip by being on-site and checking in at least 90 minutes prior to departure. Then head straight to the checkpoint for TSA screening. And make sure to be at your gate at least 40 minutes before your flight time. A little advanced planning goes a long way towards taking the stress out of winter travel. Richmond International Airport. Now you're going places. Every Monday night, kids eat free at Carytown Burgers and Fries. For every adult entree you purchase, you get a free kids meal. Jones in for a specialty barnyard brawl burger or a classic mushroom and Swiss, maybe a bacon cheddar ranch chicken sandwich or a black bean burger. Whatever entree you choose, your kids eat free every Monday night at Carytown Burgers and Fries. All three locations, Carytown, Lakeside, and Short Pump. Special good for dining only. Carytown Burgers and Fries. It's not just a burger anymore. Hey, this is Tagach. Join me weekdays 10 to 1 on the Dan Levitard Show. Now on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. And a couple of programming reminders while I'm thinking about it. Um, the game on Wednesday night is on the Spider IMG Sports Network, which means you can hear it right here on 99.5 ESPN. Please know we are now ESPN programming is now on the FM dial 99.5 throughout the RVA, 102.7, particularly down in the Tri-Cities and on the south side of Richmond, Our broadcast of Spider Basketball, sorry, Program Director Mitchell, is also on 107.3 FM as well, just so you know where you can catch us, as well as your good old favorite at ESPN 950 on the AM side of the dial. The game on Wednesday night is on Facebook through the Stadium Network, the Watch Stadium Network. To the best of my knowledge, it is not on traditional analog digital television just on facebook i think it's an initiative of the atlantic 10 and one of our media partners the new uh, conglomerate group called stadium that this game wednesday night is on facebook and then of course on radio as we said at 6 30 with our airtime all right uh, and then the spiders back home saturday against LaSalle at 2 30 at the robin center all right um, hey before i get to email questions chris all you guys brought up coach lewis in that last segment I didn't get a chance to come to practice today. I'm really worried about Kim. Was he at practice today? Because he's a huge New Orleans Saints fan. And I'm just wondering if somebody had to, like, grab him off of the roof of the Robin Center, or I just want to make sure yeah. he's okay. He is okay. He is okay. You know, he's pretty steady. But that was uh, that was really – that's probably pretty tough for him. Yeah. Uh, did he come in with his head down a little bit today? or he was? No, he was okay. I think the spider win trumped the Saints loss. But – <laughs> it, it took a little bit of a toll. Is there an overall lesson that, that you can point to your to your guys and show them that game and say, this is what sports is all about, this is why we always preach, play till the final, buzz, and any of that kind of stuff? Well, I think, you know, really just that sports just continues to teach you that anything can happen, you know, and uh, sports radio would probably would disagree with that. Bob, I know you're in on that, but. You know, Why would we disagree with that? Well, you, you know, there are all these predictions, and everybody oh. knows what's going to happen and why it's going to happen that way. And 
Uh, but anything can happen, and, and you never, ever know. I'm different, Chris. I never make predictions <laughs> on anything because I know I'm going to be wrong. And, hey, I'd live to see the Eagles win a playoff game on basically the last play of the game. True. Against True. the Philadelphia guy in right. Matt Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought the uh, football gods were against us, but <laughs> apparently not. And on we go to the NFC Championship game. All right, from our email uh, group, spidersportsline at richmond.edu. You can email us anytime, any day of the week, and we'll file them away and, and ask them on the show. You can also tweet us as well at Spider Voice. Going to talk some more about that zone defense. We've talked a lot about it, Chris. You've answered a little bit of this, but Larry took the time to type it out and send it, so here it is. It now appears the teams are going zone on you every game to slow down the motion offense. How much are you dedicating your practice to facing different zone defenses, and does a zone defense change your thought process on your lineup? And those are actually a couple of different angles that we really haven't talked about. Well, yeah, you know, we, we... Uh, prepare for a zone and I would say you know in the beginning of the season when practice starts we we um, have a list of uh, special situations or special uh, special segments of practice and that we want to make sure that we get you know 10 to 12 of these segments in before our first game so press offense zone offense uh, out of bounds underneath your own basket um, you know five seconds left in the game, special plays. There are probably about seven or eight of them. And so, you know, we try to go over <clears throat> zone then and, and, and kind of just a, a besides the pattern or whatever you might try to do is an idea of what what to expect when you see a zone and what's, you know, most important when you see a zone. And then so, yeah, so I think as we go into every game, especially we've seen so much zone lately, we've, we've practiced a lot against the zone. Um, and I think that uh, – you know, one thing that, you know, a, a good part, a reason we, we could be good against the zone is that we generally have good passers and pretty good shooters. Uh, what's tough against a zone is being small. I think if a zone's really big and long, mm-hmm. that's, a little bit, that's a little bit more challenging for us to get really, really quality two-point baskets. Um, you know, we do a thing where we scrimmage where both teams play zone and two-pointers are worth three and three-pointers are worth two to really <laughs> – try to make sure we get the ball inside and down along the baseline and those spots where we can where we can get it uh, as far as the lineup goes yeah I, I think that zone uh, zone defense you know the most of the first thing that I think of is that you know your ball handling your actually ball handling might not have to be quite as good hmm. it still would be great to have you know five great ball handlers in there but ball handling doesn't have to be quite as good because the pressure against you isn't isn't quite as much as man-to-man um but really, the decision making against the zone is, to me, is the most important thing. You know, they say live and die by the three. I think you more live and die by your passing, huh. uh, because your passing and your decision making is going to determine if those, you know, that three is contested or not, if that layup is contested or not, if that was the right pass. So decision making is is critical, um, and I do think we, you know, the lineup, you know, Grant was tremendous against the zone against GW, and he was, Dayton was similar the shots didn't go in in the paint you know he missed we you know we missed him enough times in there but also we missed a couple of of uh easier shots in the lane those are critical because mm-hmm. you know that's what a zone's trying to take away and but you can't always just fly and get the ball in there right away there's a little bit of um you know there's a little bit of nuance to it and making sure you can throw the ball in there and the guy's presenting himself well and uh those aren't things that are that are just natural to everybody so we we practice an awful lot against it and um, I think the best lineup is to have shooters, but very good decision makers. Hey, let's wrap it up in the last minute or so. Biggest challenges facing the Spiders against this VCU team that you'll see Wednesday night. Yeah, well, I would say that number one, you know, uh, you know, enough guys that'll be their first time playing playing in this game. That that's a big challenge. I, I think the the second thing is their transition offense is is really really good, and uh, they shoot three point shots in transition if they're ahead or behind or things are going well or not. And, you know, it's there's not there aren't many teams who are great transition three point defense mm-hmm. teams. You know, that's uh, not that you not that everybody gives them up. But you're if, if somebody really wants to shoot a three in transition, they can probably get it off. And so how much can you be back and have a hand and have enough pressure on that shooter uh, that he doesn't make them at, at a great rate. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is how, how will our transition defense do? And then what can help your transition defense is not having turnovers. And so, um, you know, we've had games down there where we've had less than 10 turnovers, and 
we're going to need to really keep our turnovers down. All right. Well said. We will see you Wednesday night at the Siegel Center, 7 o'clock tip, when the Spiders and VCU meet for the first time this year. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Bob. And thanks again to Quan Four and Julius Johnson, our special player guests, and everybody in attendance here at Joe's Inn. Bon Air, please be sure to take care of your servers. They're working hard to weave their way through all our people and all our tables here at Joe's Inn. Bon Air. Greg and I will join you Wednesday night, 630, with the pregame show. Spiders and VCU, 7 o'clock. Lumber Liquidators, Capital City Classic, Part 1. You'll hear it right here. Mitchell Bradley producing on location. Matt Joseph's in our studio. Bob Black saying so long for the Spider Sports Line. Talk to you Wednesday night, 6.30 from the Siegel Center, Richmond, and VCU. So long from Joe's Inn, Bonaire, the Spider Sports Line on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit RichmondSpiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network.